Average Golfers Unite. It's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast Round 19, bringing you another avalanche of the Average Golfer Guy Illumination, an injection to stimulate you for the game we all love and sometimes hate. So stick around. Average Golfers Unite, this is Round 19 of Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, a podcast designed for average golfers like me. I'm Nick McLennan coming to you from Royal New Kent Golf Club in New Kent, Virginia. I'm really excited about this round of Nick's Golf Guy podcast and glad you could join me. We're going to be covering golf news, what is happening on the PGA Tour, and an interview and course review with uh, Christopher Newport University golf coach Jamie Coleman. We have plenty of other average golfer things to discuss in between, so let's get things started. This week's Off the Tee. Last weekend on the PGA Tour, Tony Finau wins a Rocket Mortgage Classic this past weekend in the Motor City. Finau closed with a 5-under 67 for a 5-shot victory and a tournament record 26-under with a 262 total score. His fourth career victory and second tournament win in a row. Congrats, Mr. Finau, who takes in $1.5 million of the $8.4 million purse. The quote of a week from Tony Finau, a winner is just a loser who kept on trying, and that's me. Words to live by, my fellow average golfers. Words to live by. Switching clubs, top three money makers, and top ranked golfers are three in the same. Rory McIlroy is ranked number third in the world and has made $8,234,566. And in second place, the mullet man himself, Cameron Smith, is second in the world rankings, as well as on the money list with $9,847,004. And the number one golfer and moneymaker on the tour thus far, Mr. Scotty Scheffler holds on yet again at the top ranking in the golf world and is atop the money list with $13,176,910. And that is uh, what is happening in the world of golf in a nutshell here on round 19 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. Switching clubs, we're at the Royal New Kent Golf Club here in New Kent, Virginia, about halfway between Williamsburg and Richmond along the I-64 corridor. Golf Digest has some pretty nice accolades for Royal New Kent. It landed the number 84 spot in America's 100 golf courses, as well as the number 3 spot in Best in State for Virginia. Now my guest Jamie Coleman and I are going to head out to play our round and do the course review from the course today. We will be discussing the six toughest holes on the course as we play. On the front nine, the second hole par 5, the fourth hole par 3, and the sixth hole par 4. On the back nine, we'll highlight 10th hole par 5, moving on to 16th par 4, and then finishing up on the 18th par 5, par 4, excuse me. So we're off to the first tee box, and then I will sit down with my guest Jamie Coleman after the round to find out more about his golf journey in the Christopher Newport University golf program over in Newport News, Virginia. So see you post 18th hole. Hope you enjoy the course review as we head out now for this round's The Drive. All right, we are at Royal New Kent, hole number two, the fifth hardest hole on the course on the tee box. And let me tell you, quite the view. 
Got my man Jamie Coleman here. Jamie, how you doing? He's going to break it down for us. Doing great, guys. Uh, yeah, par five. Uh, you want to stay down the left side all the way. Big ravine in front of the tee box. Big ravine on the right. Uh, just got to hit a quality shot. Quality shots, and that's what I am not doing after the first hole. But I'm going to rebound here and uh, and see what I can do. Get it out there. I know you're going to, but uh, we'll see on the second uh, on the second shot here on the second hole par five at Royal New Kent. Okay, so uh, much to my surprise, I landed my uh, driver right in the middle of the fairway. So. But this is uh, kind of unique. Uh, Jamie, how would you kind of describe my shot here? I got to go kind of straight. It's a complete horseshoe par five around a pretty massive ravine. Uh, Nick did stripe the middle of the fairway. The safe play would be about 160 yards left. Completely away from the hole. Gaia. And, and then straighten the, it out. To go straight to the hole from your tee ball is 245 Full carry to the green, not going to do it. Lost ball situation. I'm going to avoid the lost ball situation. This is what we call in the average golf world course management. Correct. So we're going to hit about a 160 yard shot, uh, 90 degrees left of the hole location. All right. I'll let you know how I go on the third shot here on hole number two, part five. Hey, the guy's crazy. Okay. So uh, horseshoe par five. Jamie hit a six iron to lay up. Now he's going to focus on his next shot. All right, what do you got here, Jamie? All right, 223 into the wind. Uh, You're going over the ravine? I think I'm going to go for it. Oh, my goodness. And um, That's what we do out here at Royal New, New Kent. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. We'll We're see gonna, how it turns out. We'll see how it turns out. Here's Jamie on his second shot. We'll see on the third shot. All right, so I nailed my second shot. Taking, uh, taking Jamie Coleman's advice here, gonna hit it short, just uh, to the end of the fairway there, because it closes in right before the green. I'll have a short shot to the green. So 100 yard shot for me to lay up here for a nice little pro shot. Okay, had a, uh, a not so decent shot, chipped it over to the right on my 100 yard layup, but I'm good. I'm 84 yards out straight at the pin with um, big rugged ravine. From the fairway. From the fairway. Onto the green is my next shot. This is my fourth shot. And then looking to birdie this hole. Yes. Ha. Birdie the hole. Hole number two, par five here at Royal New Kent. All right, this is, uh, we are on approach here with Jamie's shot. Jamie, what do you got? So uh, my third shot, I'm pin high, about 50 yards left of the uh, flag, and uh, lots of green to work with. Successfully navigated and cleared the uh, the deep, deep ravine on my second shot. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't cut. It just stayed straight, which is fine. So I got lots of green to work with, and we're looking to get a good look at birdie. Good look at birdie for the man, Jamie Coleman, here at hole two, par five. Uh, my fourth shot, my birdie shot from 84 out, I landed it right on the green. Got a couple feet for a par putt. Unbelievable for the average golfer that I am. I am stoked. So here we go. We're heading on to the green for the par five. Hole number two at Royal New Kent. Right? With reward. All kinds of shots. All right. So we just finished up here on... Hole two, par five, fifth hardest hole in the course. 
I had a fantastic on, uh, missed my par putt by just a hair and finished with a bogey. Jamie Coleman, how'd you finish on that uh, fourth and fourth shot on your putt? I, I hit it to eight feet on my third shot and made the putt for a nice little birdie. Nice little birdie on par, uh, par five, hole two here at Royal New Kent. All right, we'll see you uh, here coming up on the fourth hole for the third hardest hole in the course. And we'll be right back with our first drive from there. Okay, here we are. We are on the tee box of hole number four, par four, third hardest hole in the course here at the Royal New Kent. Jamie Coleman, what are we looking at here? Uh, well, from this tee, we can see the fairway. We can't see the green. Dog leg right. Uh, probably want to hit it no more than 260 straight away and uh, just try to get in the fairway and have a good look at the green. Yep, for sure, and that's what we're gonna do. We're on to our drive on hole number four, par four, third hardest hole in the course here at Royal New Kent. Okay, uh, shot my uh, driver, little bit left, uh, cleared the hill and landed on the wide open fairway here. So I'm looking at a... I think it's probably a layup to the 100 yard stick, about 115 yards uh, to give you a good look with your third. Okay. And again, quality shots will be rewarded. There you go. Here we are. Second shot. Hole four, par four. Wish me luck. All right. Second shot went straight. A uh, little left. We got a little cart golf going on here on the fourth hole, par four. 109 uh, to the flag. 109 to the flag. What are we looking at, though? It's not looking too pretty if, uh, you, well, if it falls it's, short. it's a little uphill. You want to be a little right on the okay. part of the green you can see. And um, I'm going to... I'm not going to go long because that's a back pin, so I'm going to play at 109. If I come up a little bit short, so be it. Okay, there you go. Jamie Coleman with the second shot. I'm on my third. We'll let you know how we uh, fare. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the green. All right, so we uh, had two successful. Uh, Jamie had his successful second shot. I had a successful birdie shot. My third shot. We're both on the green. What are we looking at? How far are we out, you think? Uh, Nick, I think you're about 50 feet. I probably got 35, 40 feet. Uh, I played too safe, but uh, safe never hurts. Safe never hurts, uh, especially here at Royal New Kent. We're going to go uh, knock in these uh, putts, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, we finished uh, finished strong on the on the putt, didn't we, Jamie? Yeah, uh, two two putts from that distance is very good. Yep. and uh, bogey and a par. Yep, just missed uh, just missed the par putt, and you just missed the uh, birdie shot. Yeah, I was very pleased with the putt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're back at it. We're we're back on. We're back on. Well, that's going to be it for uh, the hole number four, par four, third hardest hole in the course. And we will see you at number six for the hardest hole on the course. See you then. All right, here we are. Uh, we are on the tee box of the hole number six, par four, hardest hole in the course. Uh, Jamie, we're looking at uh, kind of wide open fairway. What do you think? It's pretty open. What gets you in trouble is the bunkers left and right. They're, they're pretty deep, and they look uh, shorter than they are, so they do come into play off the tee. Uh, but again, it's probably 40 yards wide between the bunkers, so you right. should be able to hit a good shot and have a good look at the, at the green. All right, well, let's go. We're off on our first shot. Hardest hole in the course here on hole number six, par four, Royal New Kent Golf Club. Okay, had a solid uh, fairway drive uh, from the tee box here on the six hole jamie what happened to your ball 
Uh, I pushed it a little to the right. Uh, I think it's okay. Maybe up in the rough there. Uh, dangled, dangled with the uh, the trap. Thought it was going right. in the trap, but yeah. we cleared the trap luckily. But we'll see what we got. All right, all right. Well, I got a nice, decent uh, fairway shot here. Taking shot number two here, hole number six, par four. Okay, we are at uh, Jamie's uh, second shot. Dribbled into the woods uh, the, along the tree line here. I had a decent second shot with my three wood, laid it right on the apron, uh, looking for a late little chip shot for uh, birdie. Probably not looking at par, hopefully not a bogey. But anyway, good second shot. Jamie's going to focus on his second shot here. Turn that on, talk it All right, Jamie, talk us through your second shot here. You're kind of in a rough so, spot. It released all the way through the rough and across the cart path into the trees. I'm going to try to punch it out and get it up near the front of the green. About 89 yards left uh, for my second shot, so we'll see what happens. There he is, Jamie Coleman. Hardest hole on the course here at Royal New Kent, hole number six, par four with his second shot. All right, Jamie, had a little rough, uh, little, a little rough shot there, huh? Yeah, I uh, actually had to punch it sideways because of the tree wouldn't let me get into it and kind of muffed it only about, I don't know, 10 yards. And then hit my third up to about five or six feet for par, so we'll see if we can make it happen. Looking good on the green for par. We're here hole number six. All right. Had a really bad uh, time on the short game and putt. Chipped on, but the 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 uh, green, the slope of the green, it's just ridiculous. Had a three putt. No good on the hardest on the course here, hole six, par four. What'd you do about there, uh, Jamie? So I had about uh, 12 feet look like for par, just left it on the edge and so made a bogey. Uh, but the green is really what makes this hole the hardest the hole. Hardest. So it's just 10 feet of slope from uh, the middle of the green to the front. Yeah, you, I, I went from the front up the hill, did not make it up, and it dropped right back down. So tough hole, tough green at uh, number six, par four, hardest hole on the course here at Royal New Kent. 10. All right, we are on the tee box at the 10th hole, par five. Sixth hardest hole in the course here at Royal New Kent in New Kent, Virginia. Jamie, what are we looking at? Uh, it's more visually disturbing than anything. It's, I mean, it's very, very wide fairway. Um, so started down the middle and let her rip, par five. It got to negotiate your second shot, whether you're going for the green or going to lay it up. Course and, management, uh, like we've been talking about today. The, right, and the green, you know, the green can play a big factor in your score for sure. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're off on our first shot here on the sixth hardest hole, 10th hole, par five. All right, I had a lousy hooked shot just off the back of the, the front of the fairway. Great second shot with my three wood. So I'm gonna go at just already talked to to uh, Jamie about my next shot. This is gonna be my third shot. Course management is the key here at Royal New Kent, and I am gonna go ahead and hit it up. What? Probably about 130 yards. Uh, just cover the bunker, get it in the fairway for a little little flip wedge into the green. There you and go. Have a look at a par putt. All right. So I'm gonna set myself up for a nice approach shot here on my third shot. Hole number 10, par five. Here we go. All right, Jamie, you had a bomb of a drive. We're on your second shot. We're, um, what are we looking at? Middle of the fairway, 179 to the center of the green, 191 to a back pin. 
Um, Are you going to go for it here? I think so. Why not? Why wouldn't you? All right. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Hole 10. Royal New Kent. Second shot for Jamie Coleman. Let you know how it goes. Okay, great shot, Jamie. Uh, you put it right on the right of the green, on just on the fringe, on your second shot. I am, what am I looking at here? 138 to the back pin, middle of the fairway. So I'm looking at a straight shot, 138. This will be my third shot. Be your fourth Fourth shot here on the par five. This is for birdie, par five. Okay, my fourth shot, my birdie shot on the par five, uh, hole number 10 here at Royal New Kent, landed on just to the uh, right fringe. Uphill putt for me for par. Jamie, where are you looking at? Yeah, I'm on the right side, uh, just in the fringe. Got probably a 20, 25-yard chip shot here. Try to get it close, maybe, maybe knock it in the hole. There we go. All right, off to the green we go. Hole number 10, par five. And it is the sixth hardest hole on the course here at Royal New Kent. Okay, so we just finished up. I had a long uphill putt. Got it up on the green from the fringe. And missed it by about a foot. Tapped it in for bogey. Jamie, how'd you fare? Uh, the chip came out kind of soft. And I had probably 12 feet for birdie. And just left it just a little bit short. And uh, tapped in for par. Par. Par and a bogey here on hole number 10. Sixth hardest hole on the course, Royal New Kent. And we are off. We'll see you back here when we get to the 16th hole. Okay, and here we are on that tee box for uh, hole number 16, par four, second hardest hole in the course. Why do you think it's second hardest hole in the course here, Jamie? Well, it's a demanding drive. You really got to get it turning right to left and have some distance on it. And then uh, it's a slopey green. Slopey green. Slopey green, front We've, to back. We've seen a lot of slopey greens today. Yes. All right, especially back on the hardest hole in the course back there on the front nine. All right, well, we are going to tee off and uh, get back with you on our second hole. It's uh, dog leg uh, left here, straight out to the left, and we'll see what's going on uh, after our drive. All right, uh, had to drop my second shot. I loaded it up, and I am here in the fairway about, uh, what, two out? 195. 195 out. Sloping down, got a trench in front of the green on the approach shot with three bunkers. Three bunkers on the other side. Three bunkers on the other side. Uh, Going to be a tough third shot on approach. Jamie, how'd you do on your, uh, your drive? I hit it well, a little draw, and it's down there. It looks like 150 yards out right in the middle of the fairway. It was absolutely perfect. Yes, that's right. All right, going on with my third shot here on the second hardest hole on the course, the 16th. R4. Just like I planned it, uh, drove it along the ground, bounced on the bridge, bounced over the rough onto the car path, and then I am chipping for chipping on the green for my four shot. Jamie, what are you looking at? Uh, we got 153 uphill into the wind. Uh, see how sloped that green is? Yeah. It's a big slope behind it. It's a mean slope. So I'm going to take one more club. I'm going to hit an eight iron and choke down on it and just try to take the spin off of it and see what happens. All right. This is Jamie on a second shot here on the 16th par four, second hardest hole on the course. All right. My next shot, I'm 53 yards out for uh, hopefully a quick chip, a quick putt. And Jamie on his last uh, shot. How'd you do? 
Uh, pulled it a little left. It's pin high, probably 30 foot putt. 30 foot putt. Here we are finishing up strong on the 16th, second hardest hole in the course at uh, the Royal New Kent. All right, hole 16 with a complete disaster for me. Uh, Jamie, how'd you do? Uh, two putt par. Two putt par on the second hardest hole on the course, the 16th par four. I'll spare you the details of my misery from that hole. And now we're on to 17, and then we're going to finish up on the 18th. We are on the tee box at the 18th hole at Royal New Kent, finishing up our round, fourth hardest hole on the course. Uh, Jamie, what are we looking at here? Well, par four, pretty large fairway, like 80 yards wide there. Uh, you're just trying to set yourself up for the second shot, which is downhill over the water, kind of a skinny green. And again, you know, you got to hit, you can get away with a lot of shots off the tee, but your, your approach shot's got to be real solid. Okay, so we're looking for a great shot. Uh, it, uh, great finishing hole. A lake surrounds the green on all three sides. Club selection is critical on your approach. In the calm conditions, take one less club for the approach shot. That's what the little book here says. So that's what we're doing. We're teeing off here on the 18th hole at Royal New Kent. Be back for our second shot. All right, had a pretty decent uh, but short tee shot in the fairway here. Looking at 215. 215 to the pin. So I'm going to get my 215 club out and see if I can. I'm just kidding. I'm going to lay up here because we got uh, water on the approach. So I'm taking my second shot. And Jamie, how'd you fare on that drive? Uh, pulled it left in the rough here, but I think we can get it on. Okay. All right, good. We'll be back with our third shot. My second shot uh, looked good, but went right into the water. Dropped. Hit another lousy shot, and then I just dropped a putt and finished up uh, here on the 18th. But uh, my man Jamie here had a different story altogether. Yeah, I had about 12 feet for birdie up the hill and uh, just didn't trust it was going to break and just missed it on the left edge, a little low. And dropped it in for a par, par today. All right. Well, that's it for our course review here on uh, Nick's Golf Guy podcast, a podcast designed for average golfers. Now we're going to sit down and uh, go uh, do a little deep dive with uh, my friend uh, Jamie Coleman from Christopher Newport University. Be right back. Man, Jamie, we had a great time today here at the Royal in New Kent, uh, in New Kent, Virginia. What a special treat. You've played here before, uh, probably not under such hot circumstances as the 93 degrees, 110% humidity we had today. But, man, what a great what a great course. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. We had a good time. course was in good shape. Yeah. It was a little warm. A little warm. But uh, not too bad. I think my only complaint was the greens weren't breaking the way they said they were breaking. They were looking like they were Yeah, they break. don't break a lot unless there's tons of slope. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. So now I want to kind of – a little bit here and talk about you and your golf journey okay. uh, and you know where you started where you you know what you've gone through and uh where you are now one of the things i'd like to talk about first is uh where are you from originally and when did you become interested in golf and how how did your golf journey begin uh, i grew up in a small town in uh west virginia called point pleasant and uh about the age of six i started going to the course with my dad once a week and uh, would watch and would play and would hack at it as a six-year-old and uh, developed quite a 
a knack for being able to hit the ball. I played other sports growing up, soccer and baseball. So eye-hand coordination was good. And, and as I developed, um, it became more and more fun. But it was really something that I did with my dad to start. And then uh, we moved to Virginia in 87. I was 10 years old and um, got to play in my first junior event at Deer Run Golf Course there in Newport News. And uh, just had fun with it and, and developed through the years. And then started playing golf in seventh grade uh-huh. on the high school team. Right. And uh, kind of didn't look back from that point. Yeah, tell us, that was my next question. Tell us about your high school years. And, uh, you know, you said you started playing seventh grade. And then uh, what was your uh, high school years kind of impacted your, your, your course and your goals? Well, we had a, a startup program there in seventh grade, had a, had a couple different coaches through the years, but we had a good time with it and had some players, uh, some, some guys that were older than me that could play that kind of took me under their wing a little bit, and we kind of developed together. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, we went, I went to Atlantic Shores Christian High School okay. in, in Virginia Beach. Yep. And um, it just turned out to be one of my better sports and um, kind of rode that into college years and played at Liberty University. Um from 96 to 2000 okay and um and what 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 made you uh pick liberty university um it it, it met my goals as a as a faith-based school uh-huh. and um we had a great scholarship opportunity from our high school to go there and the opportunity to walk on and and, and earn a spot um and then continue to play golf through through high school i mean okay. through college through college and uh so let's go back there uh you you played well, obviously, at Liberty. Um, once you graduated, you got your paper. You were free. Uh, where did you go from from right after college in, in so far as your golf was career? So I was a sport management major, one okay. of the first groups to graduate from Liberty with sport management. And, and my desire – I mean, everybody that's played golf at a decent level thinks, oh, I'd like to play on the PGA Tour. Right. But you quickly realize that the best of the best are really, really good. And so um, I decided that I, that playing for money was not going to be an option for me, but I could stay in the golf business and through sport management. I went into the golf business coming out of, out of college, um, got married and um, bounced around, played, uh, worked at three or four different clubs in the Williamsburg area as an as a, uh, assistant professional. Okay. And that's kind of what got me into it coming out of college. Okay. So you you kind of went into kind of course management. Were you a pro pro golfer at the courses? That I, you played, I went or? in. I passed the PAT, the player ability test, okay. and went into the PGA program and bounced around as an assistant pro. Okay. So that you know, working in the shop, helping right. with tee times, helping run tournaments, um, marking the they, courses and stuff. Uh, for the, yeah, yeah, you know, helping the cart guys pulling the carts when sure. it's late and they got a lot to do. Right. So you, know, you do everything as a golf club professional. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. So, you're a golf club professional. You kind of bounced around a couple of places. How did you end up at Christopher Newport? You've been you've been at Christopher Newport for 14, going on 15 years. This now? will be my 15th year, starting in August, late yeah. August. Yeah. So, how, how did that opportunity come up? And and uh, tell us about that experience of of t- taking on the challenge of Christopher Newport. I didn't stay in the golf professional world for very long. It, it, when you're young, it doesn't pay great right and there's tons of young guys that will take less money than you so you you're kind of stuck you know so you either teach lessons to make some more money um, or play a little bit and so I was married starting a young family 
and I went into contracting, building houses with my dad. And then I stayed in the golf business through demo days, uh-huh. Fridays and Saturdays with Titleist and Cobra. And that kept me in and around my golf professional friends. And the opportunity to coach at Christopher Newport came up and I was at a demo day with a, with a current player. Oh, okay. And he mentioned to me, you ought to apply. So I called a couple of my friends in the golf business and said, Hey, I'm going to apply for this. Will you be a reference? And two of those guys actually uh, called directly to the athletic director who was a friend of theirs. Oh, wow. So on top of being a reference, they said, Hey, you need to call this guy. Oh, cool. So because of my connections and my, relationships in the golf business although i wasn't directly in the business anymore it led to uh friends from the business saying hey this guy's the guy that you need to have yeah, spring portage you on there That's and it good. was and you know it was it started out as fun uh-huh. but it got pretty competitive pretty quick and we've had a good time with it through the years right let's let's talk about that was the golf program already there or were they um 15 years ago or was it already yeah, no, it's the golf program is probably f- 50 years old okay so you kind of stepped into a program that had already had already been functioning for a while yeah i would say by the time i got there there had been a three or four coaches within a three or four year period something like that maybe a five six year period but Uh there was a little bit of turnover right um the athletic director had done it for some time but he was also the men's basketball coach it got to be i think too much for him yeah so um i brought in stability um and some i was young enough to still be relevant and i was old enough to get respect from them and um you know those those first couple of years man those guys really bought in and we did some pretty amazing things those first couple of years right on right on we did receive you received some good news last week for the uh christopher newport university golf program you want to share it with uh yeah one of our listeners. players we had uh four guys qualify uh, in the qualifier for the u.s amateur and we had uh, one of those guys actually qualify, and he's going to be playing in the 174th U.S. Amateur up in Ridgewood Country Club in New Jersey. Wow, big August, news. August uh, 15th through the 21st. So it's going to be pretty exciting. First for CNU golf, uh, and a great honor for any amateur to earn a spot to play in the United States Amateur. Well, that is just huge news for you and your golf program. Congratulations. One thing stood out to me on the course we were chatting <clears throat> Chatting on the course, obviously, uh, through our my miserable round, your pretty decent round. <laughs> uh, what uh, and the one thing you said to me was you really love teaching golf. And when when did that magic happen to you? Where you were like, was it a bell that kind of went off? Like I really love coaching, or was it something that kind of gradually happened to you where you just realized over several years of coaching at CNU and things like that that this is this is this was a a passion of yours? Uh, that, that's a really good question. I don't know that there's a definitive point in my life um, where there was a light came on or anything like that. I, I know I never ever had the thought. I'm going to be a coach someday. That never really crossed my mind. But as I look back on my life, um, early on, I mean, I, we started playing sports. My brother, he's four years older than me. We, we started playing sports from the time we could run. And I was uh, lucky enough and, and had coaches, good coaches that knew their sport, but men and women that invested right. in me. And I, 
one of the guys that that called on my behalf and was a reference for me to get the job as the golf coach really invested in me um in my first job out of college and and he didn't have to right and i i began to realize that that i was getting old enough now where i should be giving back and mentoring absolutely because it would be selfish to not treat others the way i had been treated right so i think a, a large part of that comes from the people that taught me and my dad won but but tons of coaches in different sports people that really care to teach me yeah and to be hard on me and Tough to love and to love me yeah and to help me be the best i could be and so and and uh i, I learned early on though that that i was pretty good at this with this age group got you okay awesome that's really uh really great insight Switching uh, clubs here just a moment. You started the women's golf program at CNU in 2017-18. Is yes, that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, what were some of the early successes you could break down, and how did you jumpstart the women's program and, and get golfers uh, in and, and get it off the ground? Well, it was something that we kicked around for probably four or five years uh, before we actually decided to do it. So we had some time to plan, some time to pick some brains of people that I know and, and trust that are coaches and also, um, you know, I had been watching what was going on in D3 golf with women's golf. Uh-huh. And um, this was before COVID. And women's golf at that time was one of the largest growing sectors in golf. And still is. And still yeah. is. But even then before COVID, I mean, we saw that. And so, I mean, our university shows very well. If you've not been on our campus, you should come over. I'll take you and show you around. But sure. it shows very well. And that's clean. Uh, things are well done, great facilities, um, at great education. And so we knew that, that we had a very good chance of building a strong ladies program once we started because of what we offer right. besides golf. And then to be able to take, um, you know, my ex- experience with the men's program and then to put that into the women's program, um, we had some great successes. I was able to hire one of my former players. Um, that was on our first ever uh, conference championship team that senior had ever won in golf, and he and he had uh, played for me for four years, went away for two years to another school, and came back and helped me start this. That's great. And he's still there. He's still here, and okay. uh, he's a big part of our successes. But you know, we that first year we had um, six recruits for the freshman class, the very first class, which uh-huh. is a lot. Wow. One of them didn't make it through Welcome Week. Just decided that being away from home was not for her, uh-huh. which which happens. Yeah, sure. And the other five stayed and became um, the foundation, the beginning. And when they graduated, we had four seniors that final year. Um, one had graduated a year early, and is in uh, New York Law School at the moment. And um, but when when that group of seniors were done, they finished eighth in the nation in our fourth year as, as a program with the women's team. And wow, that's, that's huge. That's yeah, right. incredible accomplishment there for Christopher Newport University. And your, um, I always find it interesting to find out, you know, those, those beginning moments of programs and, uh, you know, starting off and, and what were the challenges. And obviously you really lucked out getting a solid five recruits to, right. to really kind of lay the foundation of the program. 
What are some of the challenges that you find juggling the men's and women's program insofar as recruiting and coaching and leading both programs? Uh, do, do you find yourself stretched thin, or, or is it time management and kind of like we did today, a little uh, course uh, course management, if you it's will? All of those things, as- I would say. But, you know, we're always recruiting. So I can go to – in today's junior golf tournament world, there's men and women at the same place. Yeah. Uh, we generate, okay. you know, a lot of interest because people are following our teams. Uh-huh. So we there'll be times where the women will be playing at a specific tournament and have a recruit and her parents come over and watch the girls play in the tournament. So they come to us sometimes. And so there are challenges. It's just like any job. You do have to manage your time. But with a good assistant coach um, and, and our players help us, uh-huh. you know, when the kids come to visit. You know, sure. They'll, they'll spend time with our current players. And so I think that – you know, the, the biggest challenges are you have to split your time evenly and you only get half of the time with each team that way. Right. So each team gets half of you, half of your time, half of your tournaments. Right. And the assistant goes, you know, with the other. And so we've had a good assistant that has helped. But the challenge is, is to is to not be able to pour 100% of yourself into to one team when you have to split 50% into two teams if that makes any yeah. sense yeah yeah no and, and sure. we, we we handled the challenge well we had some great successes had some really mm-hmm. good players um they did what we asked of them even and, better <laughs> right well you know they have to i mean yeah we, we were told a lot of things um and i've got daughters i've got two daughters and a son uh-huh. and my daughters are competitive sure and i don't treat them different than my son i talk differently to them because they're individuals right but my expectation of practice time is the same whether you're a, a man or a woman. Right. Because okay. we all have the same amount of time in a day. And so we did tweak some some things that we did so it wasn't 100% cookie cutter with each team. But I expected their best. If they expect my best, I expect their best. Got you. And from what I've seen, you're getting the best out of them. Well, when you expect that, that's what you're going to get. You know, kids like limits. They like to know what uh-huh. where their boundaries are, what, they're, what, what you want out of them. Sure. And I think they respond when you, when you give a hundred percent. And you set that goal. You they set respond. that bar. That's exactly right. And yeah. we love them too. It's yeah. not just, hey, you know, we want you to play your best golf. We want you to get good grades. We yeah. want you to be successful outside, off the adult. course. Yeah, absolutely. As a person moving forward, because like you just said, PG being on the PGA Tour is very few people. Very few that. people are going to make it. So. Real quick, could you break down for the audience, because uh, this is always kind of fascinating. I, I touched on this uh, with you. Break down the dynamics of your season and how it unfolds. You said you guys finished eighth in the nation last year in D3. So the men's team last year finished seventh in the nation at the end of the regular season, went mm-hmm. to national championship, and we finished tenth in the nation after that all shook down after nationals was over. Okay. Um, so we play fall and spring. Okay. Uh, four or five tournaments. Uh, in the fall, four or five or six in the spring. Okay. So it just depends on what's available, how many rounds we've used, um, how many weeks we've used. I mean, the NCAA has all kinds of regulation. Um, and at Division Three, we have the least amount of freedom than, let's say, Division One does. Why do you think that yeah. is? Well, because it's, it's uh, you know, the Division Three model is where, where students first, athletes second. So okay. It's all to protect the students so that coaches aren't – um, 
in, encroaching on their learning and on their education. Got yeah, and putting golf first instead of school first. Right, and yeah. so so you have to balance it. But we also expect to compete at our highest level. Uh, we expect them to be leaders off the course. We expect them to be leaders when they graduate. So that means you have to manage your time. Uh-huh. And athletics is one of the greatest ways to learn how to manage your time. Absolutely. And to learn life lessons through the game of golf. So that all kind of leads me to the next, my uh, final question here insofar as uh, our deep dive into your golf journey. Uh, CNU has had a fantastic success in regards to the sports programs that they've had. The women's soccer team won a national championship, yeah. which was the first in CNU team history. Right. Uh, track and field has had multiple national championships through all the individual sports. And then uh, women's softball also won a national championship. Okay. So we, we brought home two national championships, which is, which is very strong. When do you think uh, it's going to take what – what do you think it's going to take for uh, you and your team at Christopher Newport University to win that coveted national title? Well, you know, it, it, you got to be there for one. And this group has been there the last two years. Okay. We would have been there the year before, but COVID hit and they didn't do it. Um, and so I think that being there is the number one – because if you're not there, you can't compete. Right. Uh, number two, there is there – is, it's got to be your week – you know, it's got to be – got to get a bounce here or there. Yep. Um, you know, you got to be healthy, whether that's an injury, whether that's somebody getting sick, whether that's COVID, whatever it may right. be. So you got to kind of be lucky in those things also. Um, and then, you know, this group that we've got, um, they're gaining incredible experience. Uh-huh. Whether they understand it or not, it's going to make them better the next time. The first two trips makes you better the third trip. Sure. Um, and so – we're right there. We're a threat every week, um, and this group is ready to start winning some big-time events. We've been really close, um, and we've had an individual win a couple. Alex Price, the guy that's going to the, the U.S. Amateur. Uh-huh. Rob Kinder's had a couple wins. He finished second um, two years ago at Nationals, was a runner-up. So, I mean, we've got the guys – it's just about getting it done at this point. And and you're at that point. I think Oh, yeah, you know, we're knocking I, on the door. You're at that point. You're knocking at the door. So let's let's look forward and to our it. Our women's team will be knocking at the door also. Well, good. I am Nick's Golf Guy podcast and average golfers around the world will be uh rooting for Christopher Newport uh University Golf Program for sure. Um I'm looking forward to to seeing what you guys can do this this year. Very excited about it. Jamie, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for kind of letting us know about what's going on in your golf journey and uh, what's happening at Christopher Newport, the exciting things that are happening at Christopher Newport University. Uh, and I really appreciate the round today. We had a great time. We did. There is one part of my uh, show I like to do. It's kind of a kind of a fun fun word game I okay. have. Uh, I call it the short game. Would you like to get sure, step on over and do the short game with absolutely. me? Absolutely. All right, sounds good. got a good short game. Oh, absolutely. We'll see how, how, it, how it continues here. We'll be right back on uh, this week's Nick's Golf Guy podcast, a short game. All right, we are back with Nick's Golf Guy podcast, the podcast designed for average golfers like me. This is round 19. I have my friend Jamie Coleman here, Christopher Newport University golf coach. Jamie, I have a couple of uh, quick fun questions for you today. Uh, Before we get to the golf language lesson, uh, I, a couple, several rounds ago, one of the, one of the uh, acronyms in the golf language lesson was BYOF. 
okay. BYOF. That's build your own foursome. Okay. So if you were to build your own foursome, any golfer you could pick, any person you could pick, dead or alive, who would be the three that you picked and what course would you play? Mm. Well, uh, that is a that's a tough question, but I think I think for me it would be Bobby Jones. Okay. Jack Nicholas. Hello. Going big. The Golden Bear. And Payne Stewart. So Payne oh. Stewart, my all time favorite. When I was a boy, loved watching him in his outfit. Oh his, yeah. His antics. But also because of the his testimony and the man that he was. And right. he left us too soon. He did. And and just that would you know, that would for me, that would be the foursome. And 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 you gotta say, it would either be one of two courses. Will you give me two courses? Yeah, sure. It would have to be either the old course. Uh huh. Or Augusta. That's pretty much going to be any uh, a lot of golfers' uh, two choices for sure. Yeah, Payne Stewart. I love Payne. He was uh, sponsored by the NFL. Always wore different NFL colors and stuff. It was great. Loved it. Yeah, he did leave us too soon. I used to wear hats like that when I played. Oh, oh, yeah, the Kangol hat. Yeah, yeah, the Kangol hat. Yeah, all different colors. Yeah, my mom made me knickers. Oh, oh, sweet. You should bring it back. Well, I might. I might get loudmouth to get me some knickers. There you go. There you go. All right, now we're going to go into the golf language lesson. And the golf language lesson is three uh, words, slang and not slang, okay. uh, that I've selected for you specifically. And the first word of the golf language lesson is Lorena Bobbitt. What is a Lorena Bobbitt? Um, in golf, I don't know. In, in in the news, I do know. So it can't be good. Right. <laughs> The Lorena, this is real? Yeah. This is real. Okay. It's a slang term for a really bad slice. <laughs> Makes the fellas cringe just asking about it. Well, that that's fitting. Yes, yes fitting. Very Moving fitting. Moving on. Moving on. All right, the next uh, term in our golf language lesson is Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Okay. What is uh, 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 the golf term for Saddam Hussein? I, I have no idea. Tough one. It's a that tough is, one. That is tough. It's a slang term associated with going from bunker to bunker. Bunker to bunker. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This one I think you'll get. I don't think I'll have a problem with this one. Third term of the golf language lesson here on round 19 for Jamie Coleman. Dew sweepers. What is dew sweepers? Dew sweepers. What is dew sweepers? It sounds like it could be, um, it could be people on the green before you play. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. The Dew Sweepers. The Dew Sweepers is a reference to players in a professional tournament who, in the third or fourth round of the tournament, have the earliest tee times when mm. the Dew is still on the golf course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, it's no fun playing with the Dew on the golf course. It is not. It Better is not. Better have waterproof shoes. Waterproof shoes. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I do like the Saddam Hussein, though. Bunker to bunker. That's. Keep, I, you know what is a golfer? I think all average golfers out there can can, can relate can relate to the Saddam Hussein Certainly. at some point, especially around the green. Did, would that account if you don't get out of the original bunker? I don't know. Have to come yeah. up with a name for that. Yeah, well, I'll look for it and see. Jamie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast today for the round of golf here at the Royal uh, Kent, New Kent, New Kent, Virginia. Had a fantastic time. 
And I want to thank you once again. Thanks for coming on, and we look forward to uh, keeping you up to keeping up to date with Christopher Newport Golf. Yeah, Nick, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. It was a really great day. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much. Look forward to having you again uh, in future rounds here on Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. Sounds great. All right, thank you so much. Now let's head on over to this week's The Putt. And welcome to round 19's The Putt. Just a reminder, you can find Nick's Golf Guy podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Samsung Podcast, just to name a few. I want to thank you for listening today. Don't forget to like and follow as I will be bringing you more great Average Golf Guy interviews and course reviews in upcoming weeks. You can also find me on Instagram, at Golf Guy Nick, for pics and videos of my outings. Next up on Nick's Golf Guy podcast the podcast designed for average golfers round 20 coming to you next week. If you have any comments about the show or golf terms you would like to share as well as of course you might think I want to review, hit me up at golfguynick757 at gmail.com. Name and town, name and town. It's going to be it for this round 19 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back with round 20 next week of Nick's Golf Guy podcast, a podcast for average golfers like me. Until then, my fellow average golfers, tee times, tee offs, and better average scores for a happy average golfer life.